0: We are going to be live in three, two, one. Hello and welcome everyone to the No Outlet Podcast. It's been a while. God, has it been a while? As the kids say, it's been a minute. Ah, oh, the kids. The kids come up with all the best sayings. But here we are again, folks. We are back. And I'll explain why it's been so long. It's a very, very interesting story. In fact, it's not, but I will give you the facts nonetheless. And here we are, the beginning of a brand new year, 2024. And before you can look forward at anything, I think it's prudent at this juncture to take a look back and reflect on the year that was, 2023. The crowd seems to agree. So that's what we're going to do. You know, when I think about this podcast and when I think about where it started, which was the isolation of COVID and um, a a jerry-rigged speaker to phone connection to now an actual studio with actual equipment and, and real guests, you know, and then I look back at like who I was talking to a couple of years ago and who I'm talking to now. It's kind of cool. You know, it's like a, if you build it, they will come. And I'm really looking forward to uh, what 2024 has in store for the No Outlet podcast because we've got a great uh, list of guests. And we're also uh, going to be doing things a little bit differently this year. Um, before I get to that, though, I'll do that at the end. Let, let's, let's, let's take a trip down down memory lane. Let's, let's look backwards. Let's take a look at 2023, and I know 2023 is a year that, I mean, God, it just seems like every year that we say this, but it was kind of a rough year all, all around, uh, and yet uh, if you just focus on some of the good stuff, there's a lot out there. So we started off the year with a podcast specifically focused on just being appreciative, just showing your appreciation. Um, making sure that you take time to acknowledge uh, your gratitude. And uh, I'm going to get a little bit metaphysical. Uh, so for those folks out there that don't like that type of stuff, I apologize, but it's, uh, it, it's where I'm going to go right now. And that is that if you put out there into the world your gratitude, you are operating at a very high frequency a very high vibrational state. And when you do that, you allow um, the goodness that's out there that's waiting for you. The universe has so much waiting for you guys. It really does. You allow it to come to you. So we started off a year with um, uh, Appreciation Station. And then we uh, we talked to a wonderful woman named Laura Boner uh, from the Healing Rose Company in uh, Newburyport, Massachusetts, and uh, they are a company that manufactures products made with hemp. And as many of you may know, um, I had hemp company myself. So uh, Laura's company is near and dear to my heart, and she was a, a rock star on the show. and Let's hear a little bit of what she had to say.
1: We do. So we don't like do on site like CO2 extractions. We work with a really wonderful lab um, over in North Andover. There's organic CO2 extractions for like the hemp extractions. Wow. But everything else, we get raw ingredients. Um, our facility is USDA certified organic, which is a very intense process. Um, so we get inspected twice a year on that. And we have an amazing all-female staff that makes the products from raw ingredients to finish. And they're very... The highest standards you could imagine with like labeling and making sure everything's consistent, uh, making sure every even the containers themselves are sanitized and looking perfect before we use them. So try to make a, a very consistent and very high quality products.
0: Love it. I mean, woman owned, woman run, hemp, locally owned, Newburyport, what's not to love? Guys, go check out Healing Rose and thank you again for coming on the show. Then uh, we got together with a good friend of ours, uh, Cha-Cha Chu, and we played a game uh, called Dead or Alive. Um, and it's exactly as simple as the name would imply. I gave a name to Cha-Cha, and he would basically guess, are they dead? Or are they alive? I think he scored like an 85%, uh, maybe a little bit higher. He did really well. He was tough on himself. He didn't think he did that great. But uh, we all know that uh, that he did, and he's the only person on this list that was a character from a
2: movie. So that's his actual name, not, not the name he used in the movie.
0: No, that's the name he is in the movie. That's the character of the movie.
2: What, what? What? Listen, I'm not going inter- to. I'm not going to consult the internet here. Morgan Nash.
0: I'll give you a hint, God, um, and
2: I'm going to hear the name and the me like oh.
0: Uh, I'm going to give you a hint, and I'm going to say um, he lost his he lost his ear, but um, somebody took it off. Oh yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, that guy. Okay, um,
0: he died. He did, he did die. So Marvin Nash yeah. <laughs> and you can see uh, you can see Cha Cha's personality just shining through there. He's the perfect person for stuff like that, and we're looking forward to a lot more work. With him this this year, in twenty twenty four, cha cha, here we come. Then we had an amazing, uh, you know, an amazing show with a stand up comedian, Carrie Louise. We actually went to college together, which is just an aside. She'd be an amazing guest no matter what. And talk about a fun, funny, energetic, awesome person. She is top notch, a plus in my book. Uh, here's a quick little, quick little taste
1: You're leading in there
0: or field hockey is already in there. I think Oh
1: right? field hockey is already in there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, um, which, you know, I could have been somebody I could have, I could have done that if my mom ever said I was good. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. That's why I went to Plymouth state. I could have been somebody. I was good. I didn't realize how good I was. Um, but my mom was always like, I don't know. She got on the bus and then she played field hockey. I don't, I guess she was good. I, I could have gone D one. <laughs> right.
0: Right. Well, you know what? You got to blame it on mom. I mean, (laughs) you got to go check out uh, her perform live. And if you haven't listened to the podcast, shame on you. Go listen to it. Then, then we had an episode. It just got better and better and better. Then we had a gentleman by the name of Michael Goldwasser. And Michael Goldwasser uh, is the founder and producer of Easy Star Records. And talk about an accomplished musician, Producer, um, just an amazing overall guy, too. A lot of fun, big basketball fan. He has been, uh, the brains behind some of the best, uh, dub albums ever, best selling dub albums ever, including one of my favorite albums of all time.
3: Being a classic and and reinterpreting it is sacrilege. I think that's the best answer for it, which is the creators of right. the original loved our version. Um, so yeah, it really it really feels great. Um, you know, obviously we do this because for fans, we want the listeners and the fans to uh enjoy this music, but certainly to impress the creators of the original music is really a special feeling cuz you know, people like you know Tom York or or David Gilmour, we have so much respect for them. Um, you know, I do as as a musician, as a songwriter, as a producer, so to get any accolades from them is, is really, really incredible. And I, I still kind of remember the feeling of first hearing that apparently Tom York, they were doing a tour, I think it was around the Hill to the Chief album, mm-hmm. and they were playing in Philadelphia, and Tom York announced from the stage, like he said, mm-hmm. oh, you guys have to hear this new version this, of uh, wow. this cover version featuring uh, Toots and the Mayfells of, uh, of Let Down. And, um, somehow that got back to us and I, I couldn't believe it, you know, because Tom York is known for not even necessarily talking too much during a concert, (laughs) you know?
0: Yeah. Amazing. I mean, just some of the stories, the fact that, you know, he had Tom York, um, mention his, his work is just incredible. She's amazing. And she was so nice to come on the show. Then we did another episode about gratitude. I'm a big fan. And then, oh boy, this was one that I really was excited for. Um, Dan Blakesley, one of the most talented musicians uh, that I've ever met. And not only is he a talented musician, he's a talented artist. And not only is he a talented artist and a musician, he is an amazing guy. One of the kindest, nicest people you'll ever meet. Um, I've been lucky enough to know him for... Going on thirty something years now, and he's he's certainly one of my favorites. He was great to have on the show, and here's a little listen.
2: Fogarty. okay, because Fogarty's, when when I was a little kid, that was the ice cream place. Aggie's Aggie's wasn't there yet. Oh, okay. and when I left for art school, um, uh, Aggie's came in. So I've I've pretty much um, you know like I mean I would say pretty much any ice cream place though. Peppermint (laughs) stick. There you go. I'm, I'm very into it. And, and, uh, and, uh, don't, don't worry Aggies. I'm coming for you because I live (laughs) local now.
0: And I I was, I mean, just his, his personality, his energy, it comes through and he last year in 2023 was at the Newport, Folk Festival um, on one of the main stages. Great guy. If you haven't heard of his work, go listen to him. Go see him live. Uh, go buy his art. Go buy his music. Go support. Then we had a gentleman by the name of Mike McCarran from Stranger Than Fiction Improv uh, on our show, on our podcast, play a world premiere song that he wrote. And uh, you got to hear it to believe it. Uh, we're big fans of improv here, and and he was a, a big part of that. Then we talked to a gentleman by the name of Riley Doyle from Nice Guy Discount. Nice Guy Discount is a comedy troupe out in Los Angeles, um, and Riley is someone that I took improv classes with during COVID online. That was one of the, look. Everything's got a silver lining. That was one of the benefits of what happened during COVID. Was it put you into situations that you wouldn't normally have been in. If it hadn't been for COVID, I wouldn't have taken online improv from UCB. And if I hadn't taken online improv from UCB, I would not have met Mr. Riley Doyle and a lot of other nice people as well. And then we talked to a really cool guy, uh, Walter from Wise House Coffee in Amesbury. Uh, this guy is a Navy vet. He's seen UFOs. You know, we love the UFOs on the No Outlet podcast. Let's just take a little a look back at our conversation with Walter.
4: You know, taking that cup out the door. So I won't dive too deep into that. But mm-hmm. um, what I sourced from, you know, to be to be specialty grade coffee, basically, and the number might have rose slightly, maybe it's like six or seven percent now, because it's gotten a bit more popular, mm-hmm. but specialty grade coffee is basically the top five to seven percent of coffee grown worldwide. Um so you're dealing with at times like a lot smaller farms, mm. you know, coffee that's grown the you know, proper way. You know, it's not just a crop that's like again, a turn and burn crop, like, well, hey, how fast can we grow this? Right. You know, they're they're using, you know, some of them are using like really beautiful heirloom varietals. Mm-hmm um, you know, there's, there's just a lot that goes into it. And then when it hits, you know, stateside or wherever else it's going, it's how it's roasted and also how it's prepared. You know, there's some,
0: so there are coffee shops and then there are coffee dojos and my man, Walter has a coffee dojo. Go check him out. If you're ever in Amesbury, check out his Instagram too. I really love the irreverence of his Instagram. Then we had a guy, uh, Super talented uh, musician. He is uh, primarily focused on the drums, but he plays multiple instruments. Uh, He was the drummer. His name is Rick Habib, and uh, he was the drummer for Dreadnought, but he's drummed for a lot of other outfits as well. Super cool guy. Him and his uh, peers have a band called The Wheel of Awesome. They do live karaoke Only once in a while at the Stone Church in Newmarket. Amazing fun. An amazing guy. Go check him out. Oh, then. Holy Moses. Talk about talent. I love it when we have real live talent on the show because um, it's something that you need to appreciate. A lot of people.
4: I mean, my favorite place in the Seacoast is of course still cafe kill I got my friends down there No, it i've been going there for yeah forever forever like 20 some odd years or whatnot and yeah so whenever i come back up there i usually try to try to make my way there you know yep. yeah my parents still live in they still live in hampton beach where i grew up and then uh yeah, i got my family scattered all over so sure.
0: yeah yeah, yeah. i think that's and he goes into more things than just his favorite place to get coffee. He talks about him being in John Brown, John Brown's body. Uh, he talks about groove child. He talks about um, his current project called Anth power. Uh, he talks about UFOs. Um, and again, my man's seen some uh, and we love that. So Nate Edgar, thank you for coming on the show. And then, Another first. We've had, we We've had a lot of firsts in 2023. We did a show live from Mexico, from Playa del Carmen, right on Fifth Ave. Um, and it was a lot of fun. The net-net, if you will, uh, of that is that Mexico is a great place. Sometimes it gets a bad rap and you hear stories about crime and what have you. No way. Um, I was right down in the middle of it. Uh, for a week with my buddy and couldn't have felt safer, totally clean. Everything was great. Love it. Uh, then, we <laughs> then we did 20 questions with ChatGPT. Uh, AI is all around us, and unfortunately, AI is not going anywhere. Somewhere right now in a lab, probably on both the West Coast and the East Coast, there are some of the smartest people on the face of the planet, that are trying to make AI.
2: I can tell you this. My, my mother was always very keen on taking me to the opera, mm-hmm. again, in New York City, and, um, you know, culture, right? And, and theater. And so we, she, she would take me to the theater. But I didn't pay for those tickets. Uh, but I did live in London for a couple of years. Mm. And I was uh, fascinated by the theater in London. And there was a show, there was a show playing there called Phantom of the Opera. Sure. And, and this was, this was back in 1987 or 88. And it was the last week of its run before it was going to Broadway. And as you know, it just closed after 35 years on Broadway. Right. Uh,
0: So he goes through his whole uh, trajectory of being a playwright, what his influences were, what inspires him now. Great guy. Uh, go check him out. Uh, then we talked to Stephen Franciscone from Garaputo comedy, comedy promoter. Uh, then we talked to um, we talked to a local business owner by the name of Amelia. She owns a company called Everyday Boost. Everyday Boost makes cold pressed juice so you don't have to. Um, and she talked about all the reasons why cold pressed juice was so great, great show. And then we talked to a guy named uh, Ryan Reed from High Striker Farms. Ryan Reed is a cannabis cultivator and an all around great guy. Uh, he is somebody who um, has been doing it for a long time and he's doing it the right way. And he's also really kind of got a fun branding element to it. You know, his, uh, he, he's not taking the conventional approach. Go check him out, High Striker Farms. Uh, then we talked to a producer, uh, a reggae, a world-famous reggae producer. His name is Zeke. He produces um, for the Green Lion Crew. He's worked with Lee Scratch Perry. He's worked with uh, a number of different uh, internationally acclaimed uh, reggae artists. And he's also the person, uh, you know, partially behind the reggae garden promoter in Maine. Great guy. Uh, If you haven't heard of him or heard of his work, go check him out. Then we talked to um, Annie Edgerton, the Wine Minx. Now, this was a very... Uh, a very interesting uh, episode. She is not only an artistic talent in that she's an amazing actress. She is also a voice performer. She is also a wine uh, professional, a connoisseur, an expert, if you will. Let's listen to a little bit of, of what Annie had to say. she
5: wants
1: to get up and of sell course. for Jesus and, and show off. And they can be very impressive, but the people who really impress me are the locals who go there every week, and they hone their song, and they have so much fun. And it's not a, um, it's not necessary necessarily uh, look at me, look at how well I sing, but it's more the, the love of singing, yeah. which sometimes professionals forget. So
0: that's, that's interesting. My yeah, I like that. And. Annie Edgerton, the Wine Minx. Uh, she's got, if, if you haven't already checked out her episode, go check it out um, and see where you can learn more about her. She also has a very interesting claim to fame in that she has sung the national anthem in 28 of the 30 major league baseball parks. Very cool. And also she speaks nine languages. Talk about a super talented human. Then we talked to somebody named Jason Hayes from Blaze Cultivations, another cannabis farmer from Maine. Great guy, fun conversation. We then, uh, we, we played, uh, it was a replay. We played my tribute to my father, who, uh, for Father's Day, who, uh, we lost from this plane of existence, uh, last year. Uh, love you, Dad. And then we, um, Then we talked with Henry Nickerson from Improv Asylum. He is on the next cast. He is a a super funny guy, Um, great guy from the same town as Jason Sudeikis. We had a great conversation. In fact, let's listen in to see what Henry had to say on the No Outlet podcast.
4: United States, or what's it called? Improv Nation, um, and it goes back to kind of the roots of improv. Uh, and it's this guy named Paul Sills. I can't, it's off. I can't remember his mother's name, but his mother, you know, wasn't a performer, wasn't a comedian. She basically came up with improv as like a like assimilation exercise for uh, young refugee children in the U.S. Wow. And it was her son. that was like, you know what? We could probably put this on stage and you know sell some tickets.
0: Amazing! What a and uh, he goes into how he got into improv, how he, uh, how, how him and his family have uh, a, a love for comedy movies and how they can quote them and how it can be intimidating to be around that family because you got to keep up. Um, but it sounds like a really fun, fun family. Then we talked to Devin Smith from Baxter Brewing Company, an amazing local beer company in Maine. Had a great conversation. Then we did a live show from the Reggae Garden. Uh, If you guys haven't ever been to the Reggae Garden in Algonquit, Maine, and you're going to be anywhere near Maine in the summer of 2024, go check it out. It's definitely worth it. Uh, And then, oh boy, I had a brush. I saved my own life. I'll I'll say it that way. Uh, I'm not going to go into the entire story because you can listen to the podcast for that, but I will say this. There was a man... This is a true story. There was a man who was arrested for stabbing somebody at a Planet Fitness in Massachusetts, and one month before he was arrested for doing that, um, the same man was lurking about the Planet Fitness that I go to in Seabrook, New Hampshire, and it's the i fir- I've been going to that gym since it opened years. And it's the first time and only time that I've ever felt like my spidey sense going off, like something, this guy is not right. Like something's going on. And I kept catching him, like trying to sneak up on me in the bathroom. And finally I was like, fuck this. I'm not taking a shower here. So I backed up my shit and I went and took a shower at work and wouldn't you know it, but a a month later he was in the bathroom of a planet fitness and he, stab somebody so check out there's more to the story that's a paraphrase but but go check that out uh true crime i missed it we took a dive into reviewing movies i love movies but i love movies that are unheralded uh i don't like movies that everyone knows about and that are huge i like movies that are maybe unappreciated maybe under uh under watched out there in the ether the potential. And so we list our top five uh, in that category. Then we talked to a nice gentleman by the name of Lance Patterson from NorthEndDogWalker.com. Then we talked to, this is really two-time Grammy-nominated reggae star, uh, Josh David Barrett, who was at one point in time the lead singer of the Whalers. Uh, he now has his own um, uh, band. Amazing. And then we had uh we had a live segment from the reggae garden, which needs to be listened to to be explained. And then we uh interviewed a wonderful woman by the name of Tits O'Toole. Uh Tits O'Toole, pardon me. Um, and she's a leather tooler. Then we uh we we talked to um an actual legit surf instructor who was at one point in time, a sponsored pro surfer who now hails from Damariscotta, Maine. Let's listen in on Devo the Wavo and let's see what he has to say.
5: Years later on that I ended up managing and oh, working sick. at. And when I was from basically when I was 12 years old, I started outside picking up the trash and then cutting the grass. And then the following year, he let me work inside and, you know, I looked like a little kid and it was pretty funny, you know, cause I ended up spending a lot of my high school years working there and then being in Florida and then flying back up and working. And, uh, when I was a little older, so I was very, very, very fortunate. Um, I was able to, you know, get the clothing and get all that kind of stuff at a very affordable price. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also, you know, was very, very lucky to be in that situation to get a lot of free things. So that was kind of my uh, introduction to any kind of surf clothing or surf brands.
0: Yeah. I mean, so Devo the Wavo, great guy, doing it for the right reason, has always put the work in, whether it's, as you just heard, working at a surf shop, doing whatever had to be done. Traveling would provide a good wave. Uh, thank you for coming on the show, Devo the Wavo. And if you ever find yourself again uh, in New England and you want to learn how to surf, or even if you're not in New England and you want to come to New England, or even if you don't want to come to New England, if you want to learn how to surf, Go talk to my man, Dave Oluwevo, and he will teach you how to surf. Then we tried an experiment. We tried an experiment that didn't really work. There's supposedly this uh, AI version of program um, where <laughs> you can type answers into <laughs> this application, and when the application reads it back, it reads it as Snoop Dogg. But it sounded nothing like Snoop Dogg. Instead, it sounded like a a 55-year-old accountant from, like, you know, New Jersey or something. Um, Oh, you like that one? Yeah, I like that one, too. Um, But I I put it out there anyways because why not? And then we we had uh, a tribute to the breeders, Last Splash. That was fun. Uh, then we had one of my, I think maybe one of my proudest interviews, um, was a world series champion. That's right. Bye bye Balboni who played for the Kansas city Royals. He played for the Yankees. Uh, he won a world series. He played with George Brett. He was in the the pine tar game. He was actually playing for the Yankees though. Ended up going to the Royals. Um, just an amazing guy, uh, broke some records in the hall of fame for the Cape Cod baseball league, uh, and right from New Hampshire. Super, super kind. Um, let's, let's just listen real quick to Steve. Bye bye. Balboni
2: really weren't any scouts in New Hampshire. So in, in high school, I really, um, my real only option was the Hampshire and play football. They all, I mean, play baseball, but they also wanted me to play football, which mm-hmm. I really didn't want to play. And I, I wanted just to play baseball. I, I didn't, really, didn't want to play football. And then, um, because of, uh, the connections, um, with, uh, the coach in Florida at Eckerd college, where I ended up going, yep. um, there were kids from Keene and kids that, from New Hampshire that were there that had played against me in New Albany, and the coach called me and you know invited me down there, and I went down and uh, I just I loved the, he ran the program I loved the program and it was baseball all year round. So um, you know my fortunately my parents were able to afford to send me there and uh, they you know I, I went down there and uh, that's really where everything changed. Uh, because there were a, there were a ton of scouts in Florida. And, you know, we were, it was a Division two uh, school. We were, the three years I was there, we were, you know, in the top three, you know, in the country wow. every year.
0: And there's Steve Bye-Bye Balboni, great guy, so kind to come on the show. Then we had somebody named DJ Spinchecks, a huge music aficionado just like I am um talked about some of uh some of his favorite tunes and artists and genres then we talked to maybe one of the most interesting people uh a person by the name of lavender fields go check her out um she's easy to find because there's only one lavender fields and you know i consider myself uh You know, a a forward, open-minded thinker when it comes to things to do with metaphysical activity, thoughts, vibrations, manifestation, things of that nature. But she makes me look downright um, primitive with with my thoughts. She is really out there in, in a good way, the best way. Uh, and she's really talented, too, and she has a very unique sound, and she's all about positivity. And she's all about um, doing things for the right reason, the right way. Go check out Lavender Fields. Uh, let's see what she has to say real quick.
1: Well, a lot of very mystical things happen to me in my life, and I think it's because I followed my heart. Like, all my life I just followed my heart. And uh, a lot of uh, synchronicities and, and uh, type of visions, I guess, come through. And so the symbol, one time I was um, jogging, actually. I get a lot of ideas while jogging or mm-hmm. just moving my body for some reason. And so one time I was jogging and I, and I get this vision, um, vision of the symbol, basically a triangle surrounded by a circle and surrounded by a heart. And uh, it comes to me with the words symbol of faith like those exact words came hmm. and uh, the symbol. So I came home and I Googled it and uh, I got the same geometrical symbols. So I was like, wow, this is really interesting. And I went and tattooed it the same day because it was just fascinating. I was like, what is that? And um, and so it's been it's just been with me. And um, I guess it just could, could mean so many different things to so many different people. But mm-hmm. I really, I really think that there's something about symbology and our subconscious mind and their connection together. Um, sometimes, um, you know, the universe or God, whatever you want to call it, communicates with us through symbols, and symbols are generally powerful. Yeah. They're uh, powerful. Um,
0: yeah, so there you go. So there's a, a little taste of of the conversation that we had with the one and only Lavender Fields. Check her out online. Then we had SJ from Smart Circles. She is a hula hoop professional, and I'm not kidding. She will teach you how to hula hoop. She will teach you why you should hula hoop. She will teach your kids how to hula hoop. She does it all. Um, Then we talked with Luke from Kismet Improv out of Pawtucket. Rhode Island, he's a great guy as well. He, um, him and his wife created this amazing theater down in Rhode Island that uh, is exactly what every town needs. And um, I loved having him on the show. And then we had somebody who has uh, been on uh, the main stage a number of times for Improv Asylum, Sam Cardi. Uh, Sam Carty was on the show and um, boy she was fun Uh, she was my improv teacher um, and she was just a blast let's listen real quick
1: more collaborative like yoga is a lot about community and improv similarly it's an ensemble cast Um, and I loved teaching yoga I only did it for a bit because then I just got so caught up in improv and I think I did miss that Teaching side, I've always enjoyed teaching. Interesting. Especially improv is like, it's nice to get to teach to adults who want to learn. Right. (laughs) Like, um, you know, everybody who signs up is there because they want to be. Nobody's making them. So it's sometimes it's like, I feel like I learn from my people in my class as well. Like, it's more feels like I'm just sharing this art form that I love with people who want to listen. Right.
0: Whereas like great person, very funny, great teacher. Um, and just a a pleasure to have on the show. Thank you for coming on the show, Sam. And then we had another world-class musician, this time a bass player, uh, Jonathan Marin. Um, he is a Grammy-nominated electric bassist. He's a founding member of the legendary New York City groove uh, band Groove Collective. Um, just a great guy, and you know somebody who's—he's the kind of person where if you sat down and talked to him for over dinner for a couple hours, you'd want to keep talking to him. He's just a very intellectual, good listener. But not one of those people that's just going to yes you. Uh, they're going to push back a little bit, give you a counter uh, perspective, and just an awesome, awesome guy. Uh, then we did a Halloween special. We talked about ghost stories, real life horror stories, all true. Um, and then I talked to a, a TikTok star, the very first TikTok influencer, if you will, DJ Old School. Uh, Go check him out if you haven't before. Um, And then, uh, of course, uh, we rounded out the year and what a year it was speaking with Juan Matias. Uh, Juan is somebody who moved to the United States from the Dominican Republic when he was a junior in high school. He didn't speak any English. He was plopped into a high school in New York City. Uh, chemistry class no less and a couple of years maybe he was a sophomore and a couple of years later he graduated as a salutatorian and the reason why I love Juan's story and I love Juan as a person is that he is somebody who uh, was not given a whole lot of advantage and instead of focusing on what he didn't have and what he wasn't given he focused on what he could do and what he was able to accomplish. And because of that positive mindset of where he put his power and his energy and his intentions, he's uh, he's always been successful at everything he's done, whether it's school in high school, school in college, uh, career pathing um, as a professional. Um, and he's just an overall great guy. And there's so many people out there, that love to play the victim, that love to say, well, it's not fair because I didn't have this, and this person had this, and I didn't, and he just never did that, and that's something that I really get behind. So when I think about this, when I think about this year, when I look back, and then we'll talk about 2024 real quick, but when I look back at 2023, I'm struck by a couple of different things. The, the wide range of, and of course, I didn't play a snippet from every single show because we'd be here forever, the, the breadth, the scope, um, the varying types of people that we've had on the show is pretty incredible. You know, everybody from um, oh, a Grammy award-winning uh, producer to a, a, a reggae producer to a bassist to a drummer to a baseball World Series champion um, – to uh, people that craft things out of leather, to people that craft things uh, hemp, to, uh, you know, a coffee scientist, to improv performers, just every type of people. And, And what it makes me realize was the reason why I started this was that, you know, when you boil everything else down, everybody is interesting. Everybody has a story and I love asking people questions about their lives and their perspective on things. And it makes me once again, really appreciate the ability to be able to do this. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm so fortunate that I have this equipment and that I have the ability to go out and, and find these people that, that will say yes uh, to be on my show. And so what we're going to do in 2024 is we're going to continue to speak with people, but instead of speaking to three or four people a month, we're probably going to speak to one or two people a month. And then once or twice uh, a month, we will focus on a topic um, and we will uh, delve deep into that topic. And then maybe once or twice a month, um, we'll, you know, do some specialty programming. Perhaps we'll do, uh, improv radio, uh, as a podcast, uh, perhaps we will do like a round table, uh, with different people, but we're going to mix it up a little bit. It's not just going to be 20 questions. It'll be a little bit of everything. Um, and you know, I, I do feel like I owe an explanation as to where we've been because the last time we posted a podcast was the end of November and what I can tell you is that I was lucky enough to audition for and make um, a house team at Improv Asylum. I was lucky enough to uh, audition and make a house team at Improv Asylum. I'm very proud of that, and it was a great honor. And uh, I didn't realize—I didn't think I was going to make the team, a team. I think there was like 160 people that auditioned, and there was, you know, maybe, um, you know, 40 people that made a team. I didn't think I was going to make a team. So that took up a lot of my time. And on top of that, I'm getting married. Um, and so there's been a lot of planning, trying to get this wedding to happen. So I feel like the last like three months have been like a total blur uh, of time, a good blur, a positive blur, like a lot of things going on. Talk about having a full life, like, um, and, and a very fortunate situation, But I I realized after looking back at those three months, I need to downshift a little bit in a couple of areas. I need to, you know, uh, reinvest in my time um, in, in other ways. But I'm looking forward to 2024. If you could see the crowd here, they're on their feet. They've got big 2023 signs and the 2023 is crossed out. And then the back it says twenty twenty four, let's go. Just like every kid, I guess every American male, let's go. Everything's let's go. Um, eventually, just like all other sayings in our lexicon, that, that phrase is gonna go away, right? I hope eventually. Might take longer than others because it's just so ingrained. But um I'm not a big fan. It's just so basic and and simplistic, but at the same time, you know, who am I to Put down a two word, you know, uh, exclamatory statement that isn't profanity. Um, if people want to say let's go, why not let them say let's go? There's nothing wrong with that. What's wrong with you, Ethan? There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, I take it back. It's fine. I love let's go. Um, keep saying it. Let's go with the let's go. And to you, my faithful listeners, uh, thank you so much for always tuning in. Um, I. Started this, you know, not as a joke, but I started this as like, okay, well, I can't go out and do anything. What am I going to do? I know how to talk to people and it's morphed into something more than that. And I've sponsored a couple of concert series. I've been able to talk to really great people. Um, I've got a bunch of people following me on Spotify. Our podcast was in the top 5% of podcasts shared internationally Um, and you know, I think we're pretty consistent. If nothing else, we put, out, we put out content. It might not always be the best content or the best edited content. Sometimes I keep it raw uh, because life is not, it doesn't come with an edit button, right? So we put it out there. Um, but I enjoy it. I like it. I want to do more of it. So we're going to keep doing it. And, uh, and you're a big part of that. So thank you for tuning in. Here's to a great 2024. Be nice to each other. Be kind to each other um and and always operate at the highest vibrational state that you can that's love that's gratitude that's appreciation um and follow your dreams you know or not either way it's up to you thank you